Before we get started with today's podcast, I want to take this opportunity to ask you when the last time it was that you changed out the air filter in your home. Now, would you believe that most people don't change out their air filters monthly or even know that they have to change them out monthly or until they realize that something is actually wrong with their HVAC system? That's why I want to introduce to you Second Nature Air Filters. Now, what's so special about them? Not only are they effective at capturing the dust, pollens, the molds, uh, you know, the, the bacteria, but they also help reduce the energy usage of your HVAC system up to 15% and avoid costly repairs whenever it matters the most. But let's be real. The real reason you're not changing your air filters, duh, is because you forget half the time. You're like how I used to be. That's why I went with Second Nature Air Filters. Second Nature has created a subscription plan to send your home's air filters each month right to your door, which forces you to change out your old air filters before the new one arrives, keeping your air clean and your HVAC system in working condition. I've certainly noticed that regular replacement of my home's air filters has reduced the amount of dust flying around in my place, but has also reduced how much I've been sneezing in my place. Before, I was changing out my air filter every three months and I was sneezing constantly. Now that I change out my filter monthly, I hardly ever sneeze. This is all thanks to Second Nature's filter subscription plan, and it's the one delivery that I actually look forward to every month. Get started with Second Nature Air Filters today with my referral link at thepodcasttherapist.com slash second nature. Mixdown Media Productions. Today's episode of The Podcast Therapist comes ad-free and in its complete form at thepodcasttherapist.com slash ad-free. Welcome back to another episode of The Podcast Therapist. I'm your host, The Shan Man, radio broadcaster, podcaster, and podcast producer. And boy, do I got a really great podcast interview for you today. I'm speaking with my friend, Jimmy Wisman. He is one half of the duo of the Crime and Sports Podcast and the Small Town Murder Podcast. He hosts uh, this podcast along with his friend, James Petra Gallo. And I am, uh, I guess you could say I've, I just consider Jimmy to be one of my friends, a good friend, um, even though I know he has way better friends, but I've seen Jimmy grow his podcast with James uh, to heights that I never could even imagine. And so uh, I thought it would be great to bring Jimmy on to this podcast and share some inspiration for you, the person who is creating a podcast. Doesn't matter whether you're in the true crime niche, doesn't matter if you are in the fitness niche, it does not matter what niche you are in. I think hearing someone else's experience from a point of view or from a perspective in which they have seen success is very important. And I think what is important about the statement that I just made is that it's not just about the success that Jimmy and James have gained over time with their podcast, but it's about what you'll hear Jimmy talk about in today's podcast when it comes down to not forgetting where he came from when he started this podcast with his best friend, James. So it's going to be not only inspirational, it's going to have a little bit of, of humor and laughs. Uh, just as a heads up for you, um, you should have seen on this podcast that it is marked as explicit. I mean, explicit sometimes for me is when I, I mention a cuss word, but we're going to hear a few cuss words in this podcast, and there's nothing wrong with that. I have no problem sharing that type of content. But I think what the meat is of this podcast is that you're going to hear about a five-year journey to podcasting success to the point to where... Jimmy and James now do this as basically a part of their lives. It is it is like their job, basically. Uh, James 
does this basically full time. Jimmy does this full time, basically. So you're going to hear this five year journey of how and what it took to get to that point and starting with nothing and and eventually getting to the point to where they get a call from some agent to tell them, hey, we want you to take your podcast out on the road. We want you to tour the United States to record live podcasts. I remember getting that text from Jimmy saying that he and James had got a call from an agent. I remember getting that text. I think I still have that text. And I could not believe it because I had heard their story. I had heard how they had created their very first podcast. I had heard how discouraged James was when they first started their podcast, Crime and Sports. And you're going to hear some of that in today's episode. Today's going to be an abbreviated episode, just so you know. Next week, I'll share part two of it. But you'll hear a lot more about that journey in today's episode. You'll take, we'll take a peek into the difference or the philosophy behind why they create longer podcasts and whether long, longer podcasts are better for their audience or whether shorter podcasts perform better for their, uh, for their audience. The value of work ethic is something that we get into in today's podcast. And Jimmy is going to share the single most important piece of advice that will help you create a successful podcast. And then what happens when these guys are faced up against life when it makes them it makes it difficult for them to launch or to and I, I shouldn't say launch, but to release a podcast episode. Just like you who's listening to this podcast, sometimes you might find that you have a hard time delivering a podcast because life happens. I mean, we just experienced that a couple weeks ago from me where uh, my hard drive went down and I was like, I, it was like hell or high water that I had to get a podcast episode out just to let you know that I wasn't. I wasn't being honest or that I was that I wasn't being dishonest with you. I just had to I, I could not do my podcast. So it was hell or high water. Get a podcast episode out. All my content was on my hard drive. Thankfully, that was re- recovered. We learned a little bit about that in today's episode, but you're going to hear how James and Jimmy deal with this. And we will dip our toes into what sponsorships mean to the true crime duo on crime and sports and small town murder and what that looks like when it comes down to monetizing your podcast. These guys have created such valuable content that now when sponsors come to them, well, I'll let Jimmy explain what that looks like for their podcast and what it might look like for your podcast. Hopefully this gives you some ideas of what it should look like for your podcast. But overall, I was just happy to have Jimmy in this episode. It was a Friday night. I recorded this actually on Friday. Today's, I'm recording this on Monday. So I recorded this on a, uh, this last Friday with him. Uh, he had just gotten back from dinner with his daughter. Uh, we were supposed to record the night before. And then, of course, uh, that just could not happen. My schedule has been all messed up. I have been working days all last week at the radio station. But I was happy that I was able to give this podcast interview or actually capture this podcast interview because I think you will find it valuable and you will love to hear what Jimmy has to say 
about podcasting. So we'll come up with that interview here very shortly. You're listening to The Podcast Therapist. Interrupted and ad-free version of this podcast, visit the podcasttherapist.com slash ad-free. The podcast therapist. You've heard me talk a lot about podcast monetization on this podcast and even on my YouTube channel. And to be honest, I've only scratched the surface when I talk about it. As I've said in those episodes, is that if you're starting a podcast, there's the likely objective that you want to turn it into some type of income. After all, you're buying the equipment and services, and that all comes at a cost. So it's better to have a plan to turn your efforts into a return on your investment. That's why I created my audiobook, The Six Clever Ways to Monetize a Podcast. This audiobook reveals a deeper understanding of monetization that is used in the radio industry and how podcasters are already utilizing these strategies to create lines of income. When you listen, you will learn to identify three critical programming components to create multiple opportunities within one single podcast. You'll also learn philosophies taken from the radio industry that teach you the methodology behind podcast programming to earn more sales. And I'll even talk about getting your first sponsors and how you don't need to have thousands of downloads to secure a sponsor on your podcast. But you'll also learn that sponsorships are more than just monetization. Getting sponsorships is often misdirected and confused by the average podcaster or influencer who hasn't spent a day actually creating and developing programming elements within a day-to-day program. As you'll learn in my audiobook, legitimate monetization is executed through research and strategy. The six clever ways to monetize a podcast is two and a half hours of juicy insider information that you aren't getting from average podcasters. To get your copy, head to thepodcasttherapist.com slash audiobook73 to get 73% off this audiobook. Getting serious about monetizing your podcast means getting educated the right way with the right information. Head to thepodcasttherapist.com slash audiobook73 to grab your copy today. Disclaimer, there's no guarantee that you will make certain levels of income. By purchasing, you accept the risk that earnings and income statements differ by individual. As with any business, your results may vary and will be based on your individual capacity, business experience, and expertise. Attention video podcasters. You've heard that publishing your program to YouTube is a huge opportunity if you're looking to get discovered. After all, who doesn't want their program to be discovered on the second largest search engine in the world? But the journey of getting discovered on YouTube can actually be very frustrating. Maybe you've been publishing your podcast program to your channel, but you're not getting very much traction to any of your videos other than maybe having your mom, maybe your best friend. Those are the people that are watching your videos. So to fix this, there are a couple things that you should be doing to start getting more views to your channel. Number one, publish actual videos of your podcast or podcast interviews instead of using a static image with audio. YouTube tends to prefer videos where objects are moving, such as motion pictures or animation. And number two, You should be using TubeBuddy to get an edge on the competition to target the right keywords and long tail phrases that people are actually searching for when they are inside of YouTube. Since rebooting my YouTube channel and implementing TubeBuddy, I was able to grow from 900 subscribers to over 10,000 along with 700,000 views and that continues to grow. Not only did TubeBuddy help me target the right keywords for my audience, but their suite of tools helped me optimize my videos to get more subscribers, views, and drive more traffic back to my website website and podcast in turn helping me maximize my video development efforts to drive more business back to my website. TubeBuddy is filled with a ton of shortcut tools that turn your video publishing efforts from spending hours to mere minutes so you can spend more time creating more podcasts for your channel and help you get discovered. When people ask me what my secret is to my YouTube success, I tell them it's two things, pure consistency and TubeBuddy. 
To give TubeBuddy a test drive today, head to my TubeBuddy affiliate link at thepodcasttherapist.com slash TubeBuddy. Above all things, your website is the most important asset to any venture that you're starting, especially if you're getting serious about it. After all, when you make the decision to start a podcast, you're making the decision to start a business and having a website should be the top priority, even if you've launched a podcast before you've launched your website. There are a ton of website platforms that you can use, but the one that I recommend for anyone who is serious about starting a podcasting business should go with Kajabi. Kajabi is an all-in-one website platform that makes it easy for podcast business owners to create a website without having to know coding or design. Long gone are the days of having to reach out to a designer to make a critical change to your website if you're on a timeline. And when it comes to all those third-party apps that you'd have to connect with other website platforms, Kajabi makes it simple by including their own apps that won't cost you extra money or even break without you knowing it. Kajabi is armed with tools for email marketing that includes form box creation for a clean website look, landing and sales page pipelines to help drive more sales to your products and services. And right out of the box, they give you sample sales copy to help you get a jumpstart on getting people to buy your digital products, services, or memberships. They also give you tools to create multiple sales offers and coupons, payment integration and coding, membership software, customizable themes, and so much more. The difference between other website platforms and Kajabi is that Kajabi makes the entire process of building and maintaining your website a breeze. You'll save hours, days, and even weeks from having to tie third-party apps to other website platforms just to make sure they're operating seamlessly. Kajabi's internal ecosystem of apps never break and they're always being upgraded to help you become more successful. Give Kajabi a try through my affiliate link at thepodcasttherapist.com slash Kajabi. Save yourself all the headaches that will come with other website platforms and build your website the right way from the start. Again, go to thepodcasttherapist.com slash Kajabi to get started today. Today's episode of The Podcast Therapist is brought to you by the Adobe Creative Cloud. Creativity is everywhere, and all you need are the right tools to turn those creative ideas into reality. Whether it's building stunning new artwork to promote your podcast, editing simple videos for your video podcast, or stepping up your audio production game, the Adobe Creative Cloud gives you access to Adobe's entire suite of software products that will enhance your content creation across all digital platforms. Go to thepodcasttherapist.com slash Adobe to learn more and get started today. Today's interview of The Podcast Therapist was created using StreamYard. StreamYard helps you create seamless recordings of your podcast interviews, or you can stream them live to multiple platforms like Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, or even Periscope. You can learn more about StreamYard through my affiliate link at thepodcasttherapist.com slash StreamYard. Mixdown. It's time for the Mixdown. The Podcast Therapist. Okay, so we're well. Uh, we are here with the one and only, and I would like to call him the Snob Vila of Phoenix, Arizona. He is a one of two hosts of the uh, podcast Crime and Sports and Small Town Murder. The very uh, delicious tonight because you went out and had delicious food, and you're looking just as delicious, my friend. <laughs> Jimmy Wisman from Crime and Sports and Small Town Murder. How are you, my friend? I'm doing very well. I've got my daughter and uh, we made uh, chicken parmesan tonight. My son wanted to uh, do else uh, things other otherwise, so we just ended up doing it just by ourselves. And then she picked out a bottle of wine for me, so I'm good and drunk for this. It's, so uh, <laughs> so did, you, did you finish the bottle of wine? That's the question. 
I will when we're done with this. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know, we are recording this on a Friday night, March 19th. Jimmy, he said he's nice. He's nice and easy for me tonight. So it's going to be a real fun, easy interview. So, kind of casual. Shannon. Super casual. <laughs> so again, I want to thank you for coming on to the podcast therapist. And you're someone who I've wanted to talk with because, um, you are someone who has started from the very rock. I wouldn't say rock bottom, but the very oh, bottom. For sure. Right. You got it right. I guess yeah, rock we bottom. started with nothing. Right. And I want like, and that's the thing is that people who come to my YouTube channel or they message me or they, they send me an Instagram message. They always say like, well, this is too hard. It's a struggle. I don't know what to do. You know, yeah. I don't think this is worth it. And Absolutely you right. and your partner, uh, James, Jimmy, James Patrick Gallo, you guys are like the true, like you're the true Holly E Hollywood story in a good light, right? You guys sure. are the ones that have done started from the bottom and have seen this thing to success. So I want to go in and start with the backstory of your two podcasts, crime yeah. and sports and small town murder. First of all, how did the idea of you guys starting a podcast ever come to be? Yeah, that's I mean, that's just uh, it's essentially right now and the way the world is today. Uh, it's a podcast world. A guy named Brant Tobler, uh, he's a comedian who's a terrific comedian. That's like his his go to phrase is it's a podcast world. And if you don't have a podcast now uh, and you're still uh, making fun of comics who have podcasts, you you're already behind. Uh, mm -hmm. That's the first thing. Uh, but second, when James and I started this, it wasn't like this, what it is today. Uh, five years ago, it was a little a little less saturated, quite a bit less saturated. Today, it's bananas. Uh, but when we started, it was pretty saturated. But we figured doing the route we were going to do with comedy and crime and sports, uh, making fun of, of uh, athletes who have, have had a fall from grace and really just thrown away things that they didn't have to throw away, doing mm -hmm. things that they didn't have to do. And we made fun of them. Every week, we, we picked a different athlete. And there was plenty. Uh, and that, that kept going and that was growing and that's our baby. That's the one that we love the most. Um, but we decided that we were going to start a second podcast with small town murder and just doing uh, murders in very small towns that nobody had ever heard of. Like there's plenty of podcasts to talk about Jeffrey Dahmer or, 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 or uh, Ed Gain or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, these famous comedians, Jack, the, or famous uh, murderers, uh, Jack, the Ripper, there's tons of them. And um, almost every true crime podcast ends up covering that. So James and I want to do something different. And there wasn't anybody doing comedy with crime uh, other than uh, Karen and, uh, and Georgia. And so we decided we were going to do it on our own and do a different way and different take. And uh, with small town murder, we ended up really profiling a small town and giving you what it's like to our best uh, through James's investigation of, of what it's like to live there, a uh, lifestyle there, whether it's a, a silly festival or, or, or what the houses cost or, right. or, or whether or not they vote Democrat or Republican major uh, most majority uh, in the in the town. Um, spoiler alert, it's in small towns. It's vastly Republican. Right. Uh, we found that. <laughs> yes, I come but from the, a small uh, town. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so we tried our best to just give you a shape. And of of and an overview of what it's like to live there, mm -hmm. and then uh, once we give you that, then we give you a horrible event that ruined that entire way of life and made people start locking doors at night. And um, we're not we don't do it to make fun of of a horrible situation. We do it if look if James and I could just do a show called Small Towns uh, and people would listen to that shit, we'd do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fact is, we need a hook where people will listen and a good and a good riveting story. Mm -hmm. And uh, James and I both 
are from tragic past where he's had tragedy in his life in the shape of murder of his family. And I've had tragedy in my life in the shape of I was robbed at gunpoint, duct taped and stuck in a walk in freezer. I was molested as a child. I grew up in a household where molestation was happening. I'm I've experienced tragedy, too, on a, on a different scale that uh, uh, more people, I think, have been affected by than than murder, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not more, it's it's absolutely a, a comparable number. And um, so we chose that route. Mm-hmm. Now, um, small town murder quickly outpaced crime and sports. And we started having an audience for that. Um, and we were kind of kind of upset by that because uh, crime and sports is the one that we love the most and we right. love doing it. Um, but small town murder became a beast of its own and we have to chase that beast also and, and, uh, and turn that into everything that we can for it. And uh, in the interim, we've, come to love it as well and we've expanded the show where we started at 30 minutes and now it's grown to shit some of our hours or some of our shows are two and a half hours three hours uh some of our episodes get really really long but we wanted it when we started to just be like a lunch break podcast Mm -hmm. and uh uh, it turned into something entirely different and i'm fine with that too as as it grows uh you've got to you've got to grow with it or or change the direction of it and uh if you don't do that then it's gonna the show's either gonna suffer or you're gonna suffer uh one way or another you know if the show suffers then you also suffer so we let the show grow the way it wanted to grow and how the audience wanted to grow and um and then we've toured that one a lot more right. than Crime and Sports. How- we've only done a few live shows of Crime and Sports, but Small Town Murder, we've toured the uh, entire country three, four times. And sure. uh, without and, COVID, and, we'd have done it again. And I, I want to get into that. I want to get into that and, and the opportunities that you've had with, with touring and all that. You know, uh, I, I want to really kind of stick first with this idea of growth. But, you know, you mentioned that the podcast, you wanted to te- you wanted them as being like lunchtime podcasts. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And how did you recognize that a longer podcast would do much better for your audience? It's fascinating. Just watching James is a, <laughs> it's why I'm, I'm so proud to, to be in business with a man like him. It's because he's dedicated to like stats and figures and numbers. Mm-hmm. And he keeps an eye on that stuff. He keeps an eye on, on whether or not people listen to an, an, an episode from Indiana versus how many people listen to something from Mississippi versus how many people listen to something from somewhere else. So we try to spread it around, uh, around the country, but we also, uh, st- strategically, uh, pick stories from, specific areas based on uh, what the audience wants and then on top of that watching the the length of the show and comparing those numbers to a shorter show and seeing where the where they stack up and the by far and away it's not even close the long shows uh, have 10 20 30,000 more downloads each week in the first week it's it's really what it's, do you think it is about those longer shows that allow they want your fucking blood <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh my god! I've built so much content. <laughs> they want you know, more. What, what I think it is, honestly, I think I think it's people that are that sit in an office and they listen to shows and they have an eight hour sh- uh, eight hour day that they have to put in. Mm-hmm. And the longer the show, the more of that eight hours of a place that they don't want to be. It chews up that time and they're thankful for it and they listen again and again and again because it takes up so much more time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, look, Joe Rogan puts out five hour shows and and I think it's because people that listen to those during the day or truckers that listen on long hauls, uh, people that have hours to sit uh, and don't want to do exactly what they're doing would rather kill that time uh, with people that they uh, associate with uh, um 
they can see something about whatever they they identify with mm-hmm. or whatever they're interested in that's what they they'll sit and listen to it and and i'm so thankful for people like that because without them these shows don't exist right and so and the funny thing about true crime and the idea of true crime i remember diving into the true crime niche when the when serial first came out because it yeah. was very story like oriented right yeah. but then uh, i started seeing more true crime podcasts coming out and then of course that was when you and I first met and you guys were yeah. like, oh, yeah, we do a true crime podcast. It's a comedy yeah. podcast. And I thought, well, that's an interesting take. Like, how do you how do you create comedy out of tragedy? You know, but you guys yeah. got your own way of doing that. And what I found interesting after learning about you guys and knowing you and and then uh, there was a point in time when you actually were coming down to the KUPD studios and recording. And I, you know, I had seen kind of the process of how you guys came up with content and how how James came up with his content. Can yeah. you explain like can you can you kind of visualize and share with the audience how what that looked like as far as what he did to create that content? Thankfully James and I are both stand-up comics and we've been comedians for uh the better part of 10 years. Um and that's how I know Brant Tobler. That's a, I I don't think I even mentioned that earlier that he's a comedian and there's people are just like who the hell is Brant Tobler? Right. Brent Tobler's a comedian that, that James and I know through comedy because we're both comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's how we, we came up with podcasting as, a, as an idea and an avenue to, to, to build something because uh, all these comedians that we opened for had, had podcasts and uh, uh, we wanted to also do that. But a lot of comedians have podcasts that are built on having guests and having their famous guests. And James and I, being Phoenix comedians, uh, we only work the clubs every uh, couple of weeks or, or or once a month or whatever. And mm-hmm. if we're gonna have a show every week, who are we we we're not gonna have Harlan Williams and and, and Bill Burr and uh, you know I mean Burt Kreischer isn't coming to my house. Right. Joe Rogan doesn't care about what James Pedregal and Jimmy Wisman are doing. There, so we had to figure out a, a, an avenue to go where we didn't we didn't require guests, a, and that's the first out of the gate. And then second out of the gate was that we weren't just going to talk about comedy because we it's there's only so much. Uh, why'd you start comedy uh that you can that you can do you know yeah. what i mean there's only so much um where did you start look we're all phoenix comedians where did you start it's at an right. open mic obviously right. that's where i started why because i hate myself that's why <laughs> and how yeah. many times can you hear that answer you know right. what i mean so james is uh he, he he was a filmmaker and he put shows and movies in uh in festivals and such and he's he's a master at building a story arc. He knows he knows where a twist or, or a plot point should be. He knows uh, if a story is going to be good and uh, what it takes to make a good story. Mm-hmm. And and if he comes through case files and case files and case files of of of, uh, of incidents and events that have happened that he throws some out because look that's that's it's yeah it's a murder and it's a right. terrible event and some there's some things in there that are that are interesting but there's nothing funny about that and it, there's only so many uh mom drowned a baby in a bathtub yeah. that before you go you know maybe maybe society just uh needs to get better and and that's not <laughs> right. that's not on us we're James and I we're comedians at the end of the day and we're not we're not here to change the world we're just trying to make this world easier to deal with. Right. Right. And then when it comes down to like the actual physical creation of the podcast, like I've seen James with, with note cards, like we're not talking like yeah. little baby note cards. We're talking like those gigantic note cards. And yeah. the last time I saw him, 
in a, in the studio down at the radio station. He had a he had a plastic bag and it was filled with note cards right. that was that were so thick it was thick. That was for the show that night, Sin. Yeah, and it was for that night. And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And I asked him. I said, "How how much time did you put into that?" And he goes, "Oh, this is yeah. like an all week thing." Like to yeah. put, I think it was like an all week thing. What, like, how long does it yeah, take for him to create a show? And we do two shows a week, uh, so it takes all week for him to get a show together. Yeah. And uh, so if it stinks, uh, that's a waste of a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really the pressure that James and I are both under because uh, he's got to produce a an idea for us to talk about for a show. And then I come in sight unseen, not knowing anything of what's happening in this story. And I have to react along with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, we're basically both doing a headline set of an hour, hour and a half unrun, never done before. This is cut one, one take Charlie. This is it. Here we go. And if this sucks, well, hopefully they stick around for next week. <laughs> so you're telling me that when you go in, record yeah. a podcast, you're not pressing stop and no. then then going, oh, well, let's re-record no. that. You're going. No. Jesus, no. Like, That's the worst show. If you're not doing if you're if you're doing a show where it's a reactionary show, if you're cutting and editing uh, reaction, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my opinion, I think the reaction is a reaction. Uh, good, bad or indifferent. It depends on how. Uh, look, if you're going to be the reaction guy, you better have a reaction and right. you better be you better be understanding that this stuff, whatever we're talking about, isn't supposed to be happening or there should be some sort of visceral feeling uh, for these words. Right. Otherwise, it's ridiculous. And I'm not trying to we're not trying to get the best reaction. We're just trying to get a natural this is this is how I heard this, and I'm either stunned or I'm I relate or uh, I don't get it, right? Right. <laughs> or whatever the situation. But uh, James and I are both very confident in the shows, and I'm 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 thankful to be able to work with somebody who wants uh, to do this as badly as I do, and who's who's as hungry as I am, and mm-hmm. who uh, has a work ethic that that is comparable to nobody. And right. I see, I've worked with. I mean, some of the funniest people on the planet. I've seen them perform. I've seen them work. And I know the work ethic of comedians. And I'll put James's work ethic up against any of these people all day um, just because I, I know I know what he does and, I'm, and I know what he's capable of. Right. And our live shows, I've seen live shows. I've worked with comedians on live shows. I know what a stand-up set looks like. And our, and our, our live show competes with anybody's live show right. and and is better than i believe in it i believe it's better than 90 percent of uh, of podcast shows that are that are live mm-hmm. uh, you can't beat our show that's right. just I, i've seen i've seen the social media posts yeah of your live shows i've seen i've seen the magnitude that you guys of what those live shows look like i, I mean i see these pictures of fans taking pictures yeah, with you and i'm like like it's that dude was, that dude was just in my studio that was just at his house the other day like you know it's like no like this is blows my mind but it doesn't make any sense to me either uh coming from but, uh, uh being a boy that grew up in a uh in a i grew up in south, uh, central phoenix in a terrible neighborhood but mm-hmm. born in a trailer not even a park just a trailer yeah. in colorado springs like i'm not i'm not anybody that that uh, is better than anybody else. And I'll never pretend that. And uh, so when people treat us differently, it doesn't, 
it feels fucking weird. Man. Uh, yeah, I would imagine so. I would imagine so. It's you bizarre. Know, and, you know, and I think kind of going back to that, that uh, talking about James's work ethic and all that. And what I think the difficult part is for most pa- podcasters, I could even lump myself into this and it doesn't have to do with podcasting. It could be with my YouTube channel, but yeah. it, it can be difficult to. Uh, maintain that motivation. But I think the one lesson that I hear from you is that consistency has been the success of your podcasts. Absolutely. And Uh, if you, if you set a schedule for your show, when you start and you say, I'm going to do this once a week, if you don't at least do it that you're, you're, you're missing your boat. You're doing it. You're, you're already doing yourself a disservice. You're doing your audience a disservice because they count on the, if you tell them right out of the gate, I'm going to do this once a week. And then you skip two weeks and you're like, sorry about those two weeks. I had things in my personal life and this show doesn't pay me to do that. So you guys suffer. Why'd you do this then, man? Cause you told us you made a promise to us and you're already going back on that promise. Like, yeah. well, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, and you're already being dishonest to your audience. If we, if we miss an, a show uh, for whatever reason, we, so far we haven't missed one without telling our audience mm-hmm. uh, two weeks or three weeks in advance. But if we miss one, uh, we make sure that the next one that we, that we are going to put out is going to be as good or better than anything we've ever done. And uh, we try our, we try really, really hard to be honest with our audience. And uh, if we can't based on, because sometimes life happens, Hmm. uh, if something happens and we can't be there, we make sure that they know and why they, why things happen. Um, It's, that's just the, if you're going to be, if you're going to have an audience and you want them to trust you, you can't start a, a, start a trust relationship with lies. That's just right. Yeah. I mean, ask your wife how that's going to work. <laughs> right. And you know that what you just tell, told me is very true because, uh, you know, you could take this out of the comedy or true crime niche, whatever. My brother, uh, a few years back, I was hanging out at his house and he's big into archery and, you know, uh, CrossFit and all that. And sure. he would, he subscribes to all these podcasts. And then he would, I would ask him like, well, what do you listen to? Which podcast do you listen to? And he would tell me which podcast he listened to. And I he would say like, well, I really like this archery podcast, but I get pissed that when uh, a Tuesday, the Tuesday rolls around and he doesn't have an episode for me because yeah. that's how I base my schedule is I base my sure. schedule around his yeah. podcast so that if yeah. I'm doing yard work or whatever, that's what I listen to to get me through because that's when I'm listening to his podcast. So consistency and and sharing that sharing the consistency with people. And even if like what you said, when life happens, right? Yeah. Life yeah. happens. I've seen you guys even post on your Instagram or on your Facebook and say like, I can't remember it was a while back, but I think there was like a computer problem or a hard drive problem. Yeah. Holy shit. The most unbelievable event ever happens because look, we're, thankfully now James doesn't have to put things on uh, uh, cards. We've done okay enough to get the man a laptop. So everything's in there. Now. <laughs> right. But when we started, and we built a studio uh, in his basement. We had a computer that was an Acer computer with Windows on it, and Windows had an update. Uh, so we click, and we were about to record, and it just said you need an update. So James just clicks no later, and then it starts updating. He was like, "Yeah, it's going to update." So let's just have a, a break. We'll chill for a minute, then we'll come back down. So we go upstairs. We come back downstairs, and the computer is just that little rectangle in the corner is flashing. Yeah. James is like, I don't know why it's not working. So he shuts it off, turns it back up, goes back to that little rectangle working. And he's like, I don't get it. What happened? So then he starts Googling <laughs> the Windows update 
is not compatible for this computer. We just bought the computer uh, like three weeks ago. Yeah. It's not compatible with this computer, but it it deleted the operating system for this computer and oh. then wouldn't update the new one. So now we are we have a computer without an operating system and it won't take the new operating system. So we had nothing. Right. We were screwed. We had to go buy a new computer and get a new operating system built into it so that we could do this all over again. So thankfully, I have a cousin that works for Apple and she sent us one like now. Yeah. And uh, and we were able to take care of that later. But the next day we had a computer. So we were able to put I think we put small town murder out that week, but not crime and sports. And uh, thankfully, people understood. But man, that's an event. That's life happening. And you have zero control. And the the (laughs) really the heartbreak because I was upset. James was upset. We had he had 40 hours put in this damn thing and we can't even do it. And it's not through any fault of his own or any fault of mine or any lack of desire or drive. It's just technology shafted us. And that's just sometimes that happens. I mean, that happened to me a couple weeks ago. I dropped my external hard drive and I was, and that just, that destroyed my life for a week because I just couldn't, I was like, I had to go on. I mean, I messaged my people on YouTube and I, I I created a podcast that was, you know, 15, 20 minutes long. And I still kind of, I mean, maybe I didn't give the most to to that podcast, but I did what I could. Right. Because I mean, we booked a live show in Nashville and, and uh, James flew uh, the day before I left. He went up to Denver and across to Nashville, landed safely. I booked the, a flight later, and I was going over to Dallas-Fort Worth and then over to De- uh, Nashville. And I got to Dallas-Fort Worth, and then all of a sudden an act of God happens, and uh, they ground every plane for the yeah. next two days, and I couldn't get out of there. Then I go to rent a car, and I can't rent a car. They're all rented. And I sat in that airport for 36 hours until I could get another plane uh, up to I flew from Dallas to Houston to Detroit back uh. down to Nashville and it I got to the show 20 minutes before the live show but there's another show that almost didn't happen because of an act of God yeah uh, and had that happen uh, there I mean there were safety measures in place they would have had Dan Cummins and James the audience would have been fine yeah but uh, I wouldn't have been there so it would have been a different show yeah maybe for the better but a different show all <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it would have changed completely without you yeah yeah it would have changed completely so the thing you. is uh, acts of God happen uh, events happen with technology mm-hmm. uh, you have kids you have a job you have things in your life if your podcast isn't paying your bills at the moment and something happens in your life and in it's, it seems more interesting and more fun to do rather than make that podcast because it's not paying bills. You've got to be able to, to weigh those options and yeah. understand that it may not pay the bills right now, but who's to say that time and patience and an audience built won't later. And yeah. James and I are a testament to tell you today. I mean, uh, there was a Thursday, our, our second or first Thursday that we put a show out. We had 12 downloads and James was like, I guess that's it. We shut this thing off and never yeah. do this again. And I was like, we got to give it a chance, man. It's not. It's not. Yeah. I remember you being the major stuff. encourager of saying, yeah. like, no, we got to keep going. Got to keep going. Man. Yeah. You can't stop. And, and comedy is the same way. James and I both know that if you do it, an open mic, your first open mic and you suck, you're going to you're going to quit now. Yeah. Or you're going to try again. Yeah. Give it. I mean, you got to give it a year. If it doesn't pick up in a year, 
it's probably shit. And I <laughs> and I think it, it will if someone creates a podcast and sticks with yeah. it for at least a year. You commit yeah. to a year, you're going to see growth and downloads. It just happens. If you, have 50, if you have 50 episodes, I guarantee you, A, you're a better podcaster at number 50 than you were at number one. B, you've got a bigger audience at 50 than number one. And, uh, and, and C, your audience after number 51 is happier than audience after number one. Right. I won't, I, I refuse. There's you couldn't pay me money to listen to the first podcast that James and I put out where people will tweet us and tell us how, how in awe they are of our first podcast versus where we are today. Mm -hmm. Uh, there is no way I will listen to that because well, I will. As I recall, me. you guys were recording it on a video camera, right? Yeah. You were yeah, recording we recorded on a video camera, ripped the audio, and then uh, James would edit like music tracks or whatever in uh, and then upload that. Yeah. And we recorded on mic lapel, uh, lapel mics also. So mm -hmm. the audio was trash. Uh, the story, thank Christ, James is, a, is an unbelievable yeah. story arc writer. Otherwise, we would have been in a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was terrified because I, I was a I mean, we were, we were still not super respected comedians. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we, we, we were regulars at the clubs here and people liked us. But uh, th there's a new crop of comedians every six months. And the, the new ones think you're an asshole every right. time. And uh, after a few six month periods, you got a, a year and a half of people that think you're a dick. People start <laughs> disliking you or start holding grudges because they can't get spots at clubs. Yeah. And uh, uh, James and I weren't even getting we're not doing headline spots. We're talking about we're hosting. Right. We're getting the occasional feature spot. It's not money. We're not making big money, but we're making maximized money, really, at that portion of our uh, comedy journey. And now, thankfully, uh, with the audience we've built. Uh, that's really been the goal is building right. an audience that understands what we do, not just in our, not just on our podcast, but understands our type of humor and, and, and what they could expect if they came to see us do our own stand up live. So, so if we end up be meandering away from, uh, the podcast journey, uh, which I don't foresee happening, mm -hmm. uh, because it's just so much fun. It's it, why do stand up? every damn day when you have so much fun with your best and friend. i hear what? i hear comics talk about that same thing they say like why would i want to do yeah. stand-up when i could just do my podcast right it's so much more fun yeah um but at the same time there is that uh direct response when you tell a joke and it's something that you thought and something that you created and an audience gives it a, a, a right now reaction to that there's nothing that that substitutes that right uh there really isn't uh people being approving of something that you say right now is so so rewarding right and uh i'm 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 thankful to have that opportunity now that i could i could go tour i could go do i could go book a, a weekend somewhere if i want mm -hmm. to um and i and i could draw an audience and people would be there for me and i would i i, I can't wait till that day happens yeah. where i can do uh a podcast uh, weekend. I can go do a stand-up weekend. I can go do a podcast weekend. And the money that I'd make from from comedy and from stand-up would be would be very rewarding and right. it and it would be uh something I might cherish a little bit more. Granted, I'm doing something with James that I I I, I would never give away for a million right. years. Yeah, you but, guys are like blood brothers for, I mean yeah, man. He's like just, inseparable. He's, I just under I just understand the guy, yeah, and yeah. he understands me, and he sees where I come from, mm -hmm. and uh, there's nothing that I would I would never ever 
uh, backstab the man or, or I won't jeopardize anything that his, his worth or his, uh, is self-interest. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? That's not what it is. I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not jeopardizing his career path or his trajectory based on some stupid bullshit selfish need when I need nothing. I'm yeah. broke. Uh, I, I came. I come from broke, and I, I don't need anything, and I'm right. fine. And I'm yeah. fine being decent, you know, just bills paid. I'm fine with that. Sure. Uh, let, let's move into this idea of, of growth of the podcast. And yeah. You know, when you guys first started out with uh, crime and sports, I remember you were being sponsored by someone. I don't I don't remember who it was, but you're being sponsored by someone or something. And yeah, then we had an ad company with uh, eh, I don't know that I need to mention them necessarily, but yeah. it was a, it was a, it was a trouble relationship. It wasn't great. Uh, right. But it's because they were in some tax haven somewhere and uh, the 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 they were a slow pay company. And we started getting annoyed with that. Um, so we ended up having our audience tweet about it, and our audience got us paid, thankfully. It wasn't right. a lot of money, but it was enough money to where uh, a, a guy like me and a guy like James, where that money changed our lives. It, mm-hmm. it was definitely that. It wasn't anywhere where, like, anybody would think about suing over, but right, it was definitely right. money that could fix a lot in my life, and it mm-hmm. did. And uh, thankfully, we were able to get beyond that. Um, go ahead. But, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And then we moved into a different company uh, that that did fine for us and had us a guarantee in uh, in the in the in the return um, in ads return, and that was nice and that was it was great and it was rewarding and we learned from it and then we uh, ended up with uh, an agent who saw worth in us that was beyond that and uh, and so he got us and a, a contract with another ad company which has been really everything that's the whole reason that we started so let me let me back up real quick so before the the sponsorship started coming uh when did you realize that uh sponsorships were going to be part of your guys's game because there's multiple ways which you can make money with your podcast i think you are you of all people know that this is the way and you guys started with sponsorships does it have to start with sponsorships or can it go start somewhere else like how did you know that sponsorships were the was the thing that you guys had to go with so at that point we needed it because we james and i again uh back to what how james and i view ourselves we don't think that anybody should uh ever pay for what we do mm-hmm. uh that's how we viewed it and how we felt we, we didn't think we were worth anybody's money we wanted an audience and we wanted people loyal to us and we didn't want to lie to them so when we got ads we didn't want to get like we wanted to be able to approve the ads and not just sell people things just for the sake of making money right we wanted to do this the right way and do it on our terms and thankfully the ad companies that we've gotten have let us uh pick the ads or at least turn down ads mm-hmm. have the right of refusal that's that was huge for us mm-hmm. um because we uh, at the end of the day we don't want to do ads for vape pens you know what i mean i yeah. don't want to tell a kid uh that the blue e-cigarette is better than whatever fuse is out there yeah because to be honest with you a, I don't know. Uh, B, that's disgusting. Uh, and C, <laughs> they give me uh, uh, a sinus infection. Right. And so I can't, you don't want me singing the praises of your product if it gives me a sinus infection. Right, <laughs> right. So we, but we chose uh, ads in the ter- in, in uh, regards to like fo- uh, uh, meal prep delivery and stuff like that. Things that we believed in, things that we used, and uh, we were okay with that. But then when we found... Uh, when we found an avenue in terms of giving extra content, 
uh, to people that wanted it via Patreon, that's when we started to see uh, a path that was entirely different from anything else. Mm -hmm. Whereas ads, you can make money and you can be fine with it um, and you can make enough money depending on the size of your audience. Uh, it, you can make enough money to, to really just just go on your way and be fine. Mm -hmm. um, but with Patreon, you can be you can cho you can choose a path to be beholden to your audience you can choose a path to really give them something that you feel is worth it. And you can make your own product that you think is worth money. And when you build something that you think is worth money and then people pay for it, that's where the reward. Really so is. what would you say if, if you were to say if you were to help someone brand new yeah. jumping into this game, would you and they came to you and they said, oh, Jimmy, I really want sponsorships for my podcast. What do I do? Do I get sponsorships first? What would you what advice would you give them first? To hear this episode in its entirety, grab the ad-free version at thepodcasttherapist.com slash ad-free. The podcast therapist. Right now, you might be in the middle of the research phase of launching your podcast. Maybe you've gotten some equipment, signed up for a Zoom account, and have recorded a few podcast episodes. But what steps do you need to take when it comes to a successful podcast launch? Would you believe the biggest mistake podcasters make is the launch sequence? Seriously, just like a space shuttle has a sequence to put astronauts into space, podcasts have sequences to put a podcast in the marketplace successfully. That's why I created the Podcast Launch Checklist. After helping numerous clients build their podcasts, I developed a step-by-step -step guide to help podcast creators just like you have a clean launch sequence without wasting time. The Podcast Launch Checklist is a 12-step sequence that walks you through the pre-launch, mid-launch, and post-launch process with specific steps and instructions that will save you time. If you're tired of walking around in the dark trying to figure out everything that comes with a podcast launch, you can grab the Podcast Launch Checklist today. Visit thepodcasttherapist.com slash PLC and use the code PODTHERAPIST, all one word, to get 25% off this checklist today. You always hear me talk about the importance of having your podcast transcribed and placed on your website so that your podcast can be discovered with Google, right? But the idea of getting your podcast transcribed with different transcription-only services can cost a ton of money or it can waste a lot of time. Of course, that's what I thought until I discovered Descript. Descript is an all-in-one tool for podcasters who are looking to record, edit, screen record, and transcribe their podcasts to make the podcast pre- and post-production process so much easier. In fact, I recently discovered that signing up with Descript's creator account is far more cost-effective and time-effective for me when it comes to transcribing my hour-long recordings compared to transcription-only services. A creator account allows me to transcribe up to 10 hours of audio. If you were to compare that with other transcription services that could be charging anywhere between 10 to 25 cents per minute, you'd be spending tons more money. But not only are transcriptions a huge part of my content development process, but Descript matches the written transcription with the audio waveform within the app itself to allow you to delete words from the transcription and the audio file. So for those of you who hate filler words, Descript has a nifty tool to eliminate all the ums and uhs from your recording. Whether you're using Descript to record or edit a podcast, or you're using it for transcription services only, you'll find that you'll use the app more and more as it makes your life easier by helping you save time and money. 
To get started with a free trial of Descript, head to my affiliate link at thepodcasttherapist.com slash getdescript. All episodes of The Podcast Therapist are created using a rocket book. Rocket books are reusable notebooks that you would use with friction pens. And what they do is they allow you to take notes in the entire notebook. Then when you're finished with that notebook, you take the app that they have available for iPhone and Android, and you can scan your notes directly into the cloud. Your notes can be saved to Google Drive, Dropbox, OneDrive, or wherever. And after you've uploaded your notes to the cloud, you can erase your Rocketbook with a spray bottle of water and a cloth, and then reuse your notebook again. And if you need to refer to your old notes, you just go back to the cloud and see what you had written down. Rocketbook is powering the next generation of ideas. Save your notes, save the planet with Rocketbook. Check out my affiliate link at thepodcasttherapist.com slash rocketbook. To a lot of you, coffee is the nectar of the morning wake-up gods, right? I totally love that feeling just like you of being awake, especially as I get older, adulting tends to get a little bit harder. It wasn't until I made a visit to the doctor a few years back and I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism and I had to give up all of the caffeine in my life, including coffee. You see, even though caffeine can wake you up and make you feel alive for some part of the morning, it also has side effects like the jitters, anxiety, and you'll get terrible sleep. All of the things that I was experiencing. That's when I discovered mud water. Mud water is a coffee replacement with one seventh the caffeine of coffee that actually gives me energy, focus, and immunity without jitters, crashes, or a downside. So what's in it? Mudwater is a mixture of herbs, spices, and magic mushrooms that dial in on your immunity, boost your clarity, creativity, and your mood. I can't tell you how much of a difference it has made in my life in the last few months. So lose the jitters and find more focus with Mudwater. Get your Mudwater starter kit today at thepodcasttherapist.com slash mudwater. That's thepodcasttherapist.com slash M-U-D-W-T-R to learn more and get your first can and frother today. Unnecessary explanations. So I want to go over a couple things in today's unnecessary explanations segment. Uh, we'll just get the first one out of the way. You heard me at the beginning of today's interview with Jimmy that I introduced him as the snob Vila <laughs> of Phoenix, Arizona. And that was not me uh, teasing him or anything like that. That was all part of an inside joke that we had before uh, I pressed record on the on on my recording software. And uh, it was all based around this uh, conversation we had where Jimmy was talking about how he was remodeling his entire home, uh, gutting it from inside out, like start like starting it from brand new. And so uh, and he was doing it on his own. He wasn't hiring people. He was doing it on his own. And I just thought that was pretty amazing uh, to see that there's a guy who actually still has skills to this day. I told him, God, you know, here you are, you know, ripping out walls and countertops. And I have a hard time just putting in a doorbell. So uh, <laughs> that's why we call I called him the snob Vila because he gave himself that nickname whenever just before we hit uh, record on today's podcast so I thought you should be let in on that and those of you who are regular listeners of my podcast uh, let's address the very obvious of today's podcast now uh, you're hearing a lot more ads in today's podcast you're hearing a lot more affiliate links being dropped inside of the uh, the podcast itself and and I completely know where you might be when it comes down to listening to the podcast. I know that you might say like, oh God, there's there's commercials now in this podcast. Uh, yeah, and I get that. I understand that. But I think with the research that I have read, uh, you know, from whether it be from Edison Research or Triton Digital, 
most listeners are cool with ads being read inside of a podcast. Now, for the most part, though, the ads that are inside of my podcast, uh, The Podcast Therapist, a lot of these are affiliate links. So for the person who is going to come in and listen to this podcast for the first time, The ads just aren't any ads. These are ads that are specifically targeted to help you, the podcaster, who is trying to turn the podcast into some type of business. So any tool that I am mentioning in an ad or a commercial has purpose. And, you know, I want to make sure that what I am creating, if there are going to be affiliate links and ads inside of the podcast, that the links and the ads have purpose and they are going to help you out because these are tools that I'm using and I think that they would help you in the content development process. So you're going to hear this probably from for the next, you know, who knows, for the foreseeable future. Uh, maybe there won't be ads. I don't know. But that leads me to the next step. You have heard me mention in this podcast that the podcast comes as ad free and in its entirety um, over at thepodcasttherapist.com slash ad free. And I have mentioned the service before uh, on a previous episode, I know maybe it was last episode or the previous episode uh, before that, where I talked about utilizing a software like Supercast. And that is what I have gone with, with creating an ad-free version of the Podcast Therapist. It's ad-free, but it is also in its entirety. And so the content that I'm going to be sharing in the free version of The Podcast Therapist, I want to try to make it as valuable as possible for the person who is going to be coming in. Even if they have to fast forward through the ads, I certainly do understand that. But my goal is to hopefully have you contribute and support me on the other end of the ad-free version. The ad-free version, I believe for right now, is only $5.99 to get the ad-free version, and you get the uh, interviews and the uh, everything all up front as opposed to having to wait week by week to get you know the second half of the interview or maybe uh, more detail as to what I'm sharing uh, in an episode. I might leave some ep- some details out of an episode. I haven't decided on what I'm going to be doing uh, with that yet. But for the most part, you would be supporting me on that back end, that backside, because I'm still a one-man show when it comes down to creating podcast content. I'm still a one-man show when it comes down to having clients. I'm a one-man show here in this little home office that I have uh, here uh, in Phoenix. And so uh, I would like to eventually grow into having a team. So uh, that's why you're starting to hear the ads, but I, the ads are hopefully going to uh, give you the opportunity to support me in some way, shape, or form by going on over to thepodcasttherapist.com slash ad free and uh, subscribing, subscribing and, you know, uh, contributing, uh, you know, money to what it is that I am creating. Now, as an idea of what happens on my end when it comes down to creating podcasts, as I mentioned, because I am, uh, a one-man show, excuse me, there are specific days in which I have to get content done because I don't batch record my content even though I recommend that you do, but I don't personally batch record my content because there's news that sometimes I like to release or read the day before I release a podcast so that I can share it with you so it's as up-to-date as possible. So it's a little more time-sensitive, but when it comes down to it, There are specific days in which I develop content and there's days where I'm very, very much off the radar. 
uh, you know, people have reached out to me over the weekend or maybe they have reached out to me on a Monday, Tuesday, and they have not heard back from me. And those typically tend to be my podcast content uh, development days. Um, this does not even include my uh, client work that I have to uh, accomplish as well. So I think that's just something that I think you should know. What goes into developing the podcast therapist takes a lot of thought. It's a lot of research. It's a lot of hours. Um, the editing process is not very much. It's not very long for me. In fact, the editing process for the podcast takes me probably maybe, maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes to create that. And then I'm I'm publishing within, you know, within minutes after that. So it's not the editing process for me. It is the research content development process that I go into because I try to develop content that is meaningful for you, the listeners, so that you can take it and run with it or that you can come back to it and take notes and then type, then try to execute upon it. So that is really where my energies go. It goes into the research and development of the podcast themselves. This is just not about the research and development of the podcast. This also goes for my YouTube channel. And that is a lot more work when it comes down to developing video content. So when I first decided that I wanted to start a podcast, an audio version of the podcast, I was like, oh boy, this is gonna be a challenge, but I'm up for the challenge and we'll see where I can go from there because I knew what it took to create video content and was I ready and willing to add audio on top of that game. I knew what it was going to take to produce it on my own, but that's what it was. So just as a, just as a kind of, I guess, a peek into what my week looks like. Monday is typically the day in which I'm doing the research for my podcast. Sundays, you can include Sundays in there as well, all right? So Sundays and Mondays, I'm typically including uh, a, a couple of hours of research for the podcast itself, if I don't have an interview whatsoever, okay? So I'll go in and I'll scour the internet for uh, valuable pieces of uh, content that I think uh, need to be addressed so that I can fill that hole in a search engine. So that might take me two to three hours uh, tops, maybe sometimes four, but you have to also include my daily life and what I do personally. Okay. So there's, this includes like just, you know, personal things, you know, cooking, cleaning, uh, you know, exercising for me, exercise is a big thing. I dedicate one hour a day to exercise. And then of course, if you exercise and you do it one hour a day, you know, that's really more like an hour, hour and a half of your time that you have to take to, you know, cool down, clean up, take a shower, come back and then get back into the groove to develop content. So, uh, the weeks are very, very, uh, they're very packed for me as far as Mondays and Tuesdays are concerned. And then Wednesdays, I obviously release the YouTube video. And then I dedicate Wednesdays, Thursdays and Fridays for, uh, researching guests and trying, trying to find the right guests that I want to bring onto these podcasts. Cause I just don't want to invite anyone onto my podcast. I want to invite people that will help you develop a better podcast. So within that time period, I'm looking and doing show research for the next week's podcast. But we have to also remember, like I mentioned, I am editing other people's podcasts on those days as well. So the days are very packed for me. And when you're including all of my personal things that I do, the exercise, the food prep, you know, whatever it may be, it can become a challenge. And what my goal is to, to do is to try to hire a team, to get a team to do some of this stuff for me. Like 
uh, you know, I'll record the podcast and then I can ship it off and have someone edit it or I can uh, record my videos and then I can ship that all those files off and someone can edit my video files. But for right now, it's just me. It's a one man band and uh, I'm just doing what I can. You probably can relate because you are in the same space. So that is why you're hearing more ads in the podcast itself is because it's it's not be, it's not to annoy you. Uh, it's meant to help those who are looking for that information based off of someone who has been producing podcasts for a long time. But it is my hope that you will move over to the paid version of the podcast pet therapist to not only get the ad free version, but just to contribute and support the efforts that it takes for me to develop these types of these pieces of content for you. I do my very best every week to try to create the best content for you. And I know there are days where I just fall short. I fall short on not developing the best piece of content for you. But it's always my desire when I go in and I try to research a piece of content for sharing that I'm giving you the best and the most valuable piece of content that you can take with you. Take notes with it, come back to the podcast, listen to it, and then, of course, jump on over and implement it into your own podcast. So again, uh, your support would really help out. That is why you're going to be hearing for the foreseeable future more ads, more of my ads for affiliate links for the products and services that I use for my own podcast. Um, And I think they'll help you out as well. And they're always worth trying out if you have not uh, checked out some of those ads and, and gone in and checked some of those affiliate links out. A lot of you have, but if you have not, you know, I recommend you go check them out. But if you don't want to hear the podcast, again, you can check out the ad-free version and you'll get the episodes in their entirety. That is my goal. My goal is to provide the entire episode, uh, you know, practically unedited so that, well, I mean, most of my podcasts anyway are uh, uh, unedited. But for the most part, you would be getting them in their entirety and there's an Ask Me Anything section on uh, the area in which I'm holding that membership and you can ask me anything. But also, if you're looking to maybe uh, go for a year's worth of your time to subscribe to my podcast and you want to show your support there, there is an option to to get into a, a year's membership subscription. And I will add in some more value for you so that you can take it with you and help yourself into building a podcast business. I've got uh, my audiobook, Six Clever Ways to Monetize a Podcast. I've got uh, systems, uh, I'm sorry, softwares that you will need to build out a podcast business. And then I've got a, um, uh, what is it called? I forgot what it is even, I wrote it out. It's website tools that you will end up needing. I'm I'm thinking, is it tools? Let me look at my, no, here it is. I've got it here, right here. It's my website business roadmap. I don't know why I forgot what that says. It's a website business roadmap and it shares with you step by step the, uh, you know, the the exact steps that I took to build out what I have as considered a business for my podcast. It gives you the roadmap. I've written it all out in a guide along with an actual checklist of steps that you will need to take in order before you can take the next step to grow your business. So the website business roadmap will come free with the six clever ways to monetize a podcast audiobook and softwares as service that you will need for your podcast business. So again, I encourage you to go check it out and learn more about 
uh, how you can support me and my content development efforts at thepodcasttherapist.com slash ad free. And I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I really appreciate it. And of course, next week, if you're listening to the uh, ad supported version, I'll be sharing with you the second half of my interview with Jimmy Wisman of the Crime and Sports and uh, Small Town Murder podcast. And uh, he actually is going to get into some really uh, inspirational parts of the interview um, that hopefully that will push you in the right direction to developing a podcast that is sustainable over time. That is exactly what he has done. But if you want to hear that full interview, head on over to the ad-free version and you can check it out for yourself. In the meantime, thank you guys so much for even supporting me and listening to this episode. It means so much to me. I appreciate it regardless. And thank you so much. Uh, make sure that if you want uh, to ask me a question, you can reach me at thepodcasttherapist.com and uh, scroll down. You can check out the contact me section and uh, that will give you uh, access to my voicemail where you can leave me a voicemail or just email me. So in the meantime, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll be talking to you next time. Take care. Cast Therapist. Mixed Down Media Productions.